0: Good evening, and thank you for joining us for episode 6, part 2, where we're going to be looking really at just a short devotional thought over Luke chapter 10, uh, which is a very familiar passage to us. It's the Good Samaritan, and really just asking ourselves some deep questions about the story. So let's start off in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and I'll be reading out of the NIV. It says this, On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, well, how do you read it? Verse 27, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. Wanting to justify himself, he also asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road when he saw the man, and he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity upon him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, and then put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him, verse 35. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses that you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him, Jesus told him, and he tells us, go and do likewise. I'm not a betting man, but I bet that we almost all know this story. It's a familiar story. Maybe it's even too familiar, uh, but it's really the heart of a love story because the Good Samaritan gives us the opportunity to write our own love story every day, in every place, every culture, in every time uh, across denominations or generations that we all have an opportunity uh, to change our story. And why do we love? Because in the end of it, it brings us life, excitement, uh, encouragement, uh, inclusion. The scene of this story is a public debate between a lawyer and a teacher. The lawyer is trying to get Jesus to stumble into some heresy, and Jesus simply responds by widening the narrow constraints of the debate. Jesus tends to do that. Love doesn't fit well into categories, as it still doesn't fit into ours often. In the story itself, Jesus introduces a unique collection of characters that create tension and prove his wider point that love has no boundaries. He first introduces us to a man who had been beaten and left to die on the side of the road. We aren't told much about the man, but we can assume from the context that the man is Jewish. We also can guess that the other two men are also Jewish men, the priest and the Levite. These people are temple officials who simply wouldn't want to touch a corpse to dirty their hands. So to speak, it would make them unfit for service, being deemed unclean. This parable teaches us that all people have value in the kingdom of God. So if you're listening tonight and thinking that you have no value, that you're not worth anything, that you don't measure up, uh, that you could never do what God is asking you to do, the reality is that even we don't deserve it, we have value in the kingdom. That he looks at us and says, I created you from the dust and you're very good. He looks at us as pre-Genesis 3 instead of post-Genesis 3. Finally, in the story, we meet a Samaritan who would have been the absolute most hated rival of the Jewish man, but he's the man who goes above and beyond the call and puts him in, puts him on his own donkey, pays for all of his expenses, and even looks to even spend more if it incurred later. It's interesting that He helps his most hated rival. And really, I think if we're faced with the same thing in life, if we would have to take care of our most hated rival, would we? And really, here's some questions I think that we have to really stop and ask ourselves after reading the story of the Good Samaritan. The Samaritan had to sacrifice quite a bit to care for the wounded man, and we really have to ask, what did it cost him? And I think whenever we help others, we too have to count the cost of what will it cost us. For instance, if I invite someone in my home, maybe that I don't like or I'm not comfortable with, uh, what is the cost? Could the cost be that they steal from me, that I could be hurt in the process, uh, that maybe they'll do something in my home that I don't like? Uh, That's just one example. Uh, But at the end, would it be worth it uh, to model and show them the gospel, live before them, I think we all have to count these costs. The lawyer also asks him, who is my neighbor in verse 29? But then Jesus actually adjusts the question in verse 36. I think we really have to ask ourselves the question of, what's the difference between verse 29 and verse 36? And lastly, what do you think the point Jesus is trying to drive home with the story? Is it that we care for our enemies? Is it that we reach beyond context or culture? Uh, is it that... We don't need to put labels upon who our neighbor is. Uh, Is it that all people are important in the kingdom of God? Uh, I'll let you be the judge of that. And lastly, I think that the Gospels, in particular the parables within the Gospels, ask us to align our story with God's story. And so we now have to talk about applying the wisdom that we've learned from this and making it practical. So what excuses do you think the priest and Levite made for not helping Uh, Perhaps it could have been something as simple as then, it'll make me unclean. I think we have to walk away asking ourselves, do we make up the same excuses or similar ones whenever we see somebody that needs help and we just decide not to? We also have to ask ourselves, whom are we walking by every day without extending love? Uh, Don't only think literally on this one. Think about the people whom we tend to want to keep on the other side of our safe boundaries as in who's in the in crowd and who's in the out. Also, lastly, we have to ask ourselves the first question that the lawyer asked Jesus. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And I think really at the end of this story, we can end with that, is how would you answer that question? What do you believe you have to do to inherit eternal life? Um, is it be good and try to be better than our neighbor? Is it somehow being a model of behavior modification, of just being a really great Christian? Uh, Is it loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving our neighbor? Uh, What do you believe that is in your context? Uh, It was once said like this, that there is no holiness in life without social holiness, that if I cannot... Uh, through my conversion experience and through Christ radically transforming my life. If it doesn't spill over into community, if it doesn't spill over upon my neighbor, uh, then it's not a mark of, of of true conversion. And I think we really have to also uh, really contemplate that whenever looking at the story of the Good Samaritan. As I don't know about you, but I'm challenged when I read this story uh, and try to apply it in my own life of thinking, who have I separated into the in-and-out crowds? Uh, and lastly, who is my neighbor? Um, may we all, uh, as a result of Luke chapter 10, uh, not put love into boxes uh, or put it into boundaries, uh, but allow it to reach those in need around us. I uh, hope that this has blessed you tonight. Uh, and if you have any questions, leave us a comment on our podcast. Uh, we look forward to being with you on uh, on episode uh, three as it's coming out in a few days. God bless.